Greg Lounsbrough once said, "I often wonder if our greatest ambition is to destroy ourselves." Keep this in mind as we discuss today the revelation after the investigation regarding Nord Stream 2 and who was behind it. My name is David Waralu, and my name is Elizabeth Ann Stewart, and you are watching Geopolitics in Conflict. Denmark, Poland, and Sweden say they believe leaks in two major Russian gas pipelines to Europe are the result of sabotage. Sabotage is thought to be behind three leaks in the Nord Stream natural gas pipelines, an act of sabotage without providing any evidence. And from US to EU now, where unexplained leaks in Nord Stream pipelines and raise concerns, and across global European leaders, they are here quick to react. The world is a random, meaningless chaos. Or is it? How do some of the best, wealthiest, and most powerful people seem to know what's coming before it happens? Well, one way is that they create the circumstances in their favor, but the other is that they know how to read the world's stage and spot patterns and trends in key areas. They don't get lost in the overwhelm of endless information. They know what's important to pay attention to using their own formulas, and most importantly, they know where to put that information to actually make it usable. Would you like to be able to do the same thing? Well, we have a course that teaches you to do that exact same thing. It's called No Nonsense Politics. So, if you want the leg up that some of the world's brightest have, as well as an online community of people who think for themselves just like you. Check it out. Link in the description box below. All right, what's going okay, on? Okay, so this is a big, this is a pretty big deal, and it's one of the biggest reasons that you know, if you ever read the news media or listen to the news media, you may want to take what they report with a grain of salt, <laughs> and that's a pretty important thing because you know we look to the news media to. You know, to give us trusted information and information that we can act on. But the reality here is, specifically, the Washington Post.、Uh, at first, they said, "Well, Russia is probably responsible for Nord Stream Two." Yeah. Now they came back and said, "It's almost certainly not responsible Russia,、yeah. for the sabotage of Nord Stream One、yeah. and Two." Well, this one came also because of the Europeans. You got、mm-hmm. European officials now believing that Russia may have not be to blame for the attack itself, and this is、Absolutely. because the investigation, as you may know, explosion whatever happened on September 26th,、mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So it took all this time to, of course, back then, and I had、uh, I had to search some other stuff that I found that, for example, the Cato Institute,、mm-hmm. which is in think tank in Washington. Now, one thing you need to know about think tanks are most of them work on behalf of the government. That's the back door of the government.、Yeah. As one who worked in Washington, <laughs> so that's how it works. You look at them, you look at the Brookings Institute and so forth. Well, the Cato Institute back then, and I'm going to quote this for you guys. It says that the U.S. and its European allies apparently no longer need to prove Russia's guilt for anything after the attack on Nord Stream Two、uh, natural gas pipeline. They blamed Moscow. The charges, avidly pushed by Western journalists who feast on official press releases and back room leaks. End、wow. of quote. So why am I sharing? Why we're sharing this with you? We're sharing with you to highlight. And by the way, 
This one was released on uh, October the 1st. Mm-hmm. So the explosion happened on September 26th. Yeah. Yeah. So that just tells you where the narrative is going. Yeah. Well, now, after, since that time, the investigations... Uh, and by the way, it's not conclusive. Just we want to put this right. on a record. It's not conclusive that the U.S. was behind it. I have my own opinion as to who might be. Yes. Knowing what I know. A possibility, possibly not. But for now, we just want to discuss with you the idea of how, mm-hmm. uh, like Elizabeth said at the beginning, don't ever jump to conclusions the first time you read something because all of a sudden now they are backtracking. They are backtracking. Yeah. You're absolutely And that's right. usually how it happens in the intelligence business. Mm-hmm. There's one thing you want to do. You always want to manipulate the outcome as far as the content. Yep. So if you want to steer a population this direction, so you're going to focus the narrative on this direction. Absolutely. If you want to steer the population in this direction, and usually the easy targets are the ones who cannot think critically. Absolutely. This is one thing you want to make sure of. So, so the sabotage, of course, of the pipeline was a major one. It was a major one. When initially this came out, and you know, to be clear, this is not pro-Russia or not pro-Russia. No, no, you know, no. Th- no. Because that's, there's, there's a reality of what's happening, and it's very important to pay attention to the reality, not have you know, one emotional reaction this way or another about it. So the Washington Post, when they came out of this, when they came out with this recently, they said uh, they interviewed a total of 23 diplomatic and intelligence officers in nine countries who have been privy to the internal investigation into the sabotage. And none of them yeah. were able to point the finger at Russia. And so, you know, and it makes sense because if Russia wanted they, they could just turn it off. They'll, you turn right? the spigot off because the control of it is from Russia's side, not the exactly. European side. Exactly. So they could have just turned it off yeah. instead of you blowing know, up the pipe. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you don't do that. So, you know, there's also some critical thinking to have in terms of these stories because was it useful at the time for the media and the narrative to push, oh, it was Russia that did this? Yeah. And the answer is absolutely yes, it was. Yeah. And those kind of tactics, those are normal in a setting like what we're going through with the Ukraine conflict. Yeah. Sabotage becomes one of the tactics. Yeah, you know, we all, the Russians use it as well. We use it. The, uh, most countries use this one. Mm-hmm. It's a normal tactic, normal approach. Yeah. The question was about it is how quick yeah. the masses in the West were quick to jump. And Absolutely. like we said yesterday during the live stream about people being brainwashed, Absolutely. especially for us Americans in the West, yeah. here in the U.S. and the West in general, you know, they've been really, I use the term, I don't shy away from yeah. saying this, brainwashed regarding this Ukraine conflict. Yeah. Once again, it has nothing to do with the people of Ukraine. You know, Absolutely. we feel sympathy towards them. We feel sad that what's going on. But at the same time, you can be brainwashing the population about, you know. Right. And when something like this happens, and usually for a place like an entity, rather not a place, an entity like Washington Post to come up with something like this, after interviewing the individuals from Europe, 23 individuals, those are both in the diplomatic and the intelligence. Yep. Usually... And as one, again, who worked in Washington, you don't get to interview uh, individuals in the intelligence community unless they are given the green light to do so. Absolutely. So for the Washington Post to have access to intelligence mm-hmm. individuals from Europe, that tells me 
that Europeans were yeah. concerned about the action. And, and by That's the way, I found, I found out that also Germany now is conducting its own investigation. Mm -hmm. And most of the investigations suggest that it wasn't Russia. Yes. That's Germany. It, it, so. Yes. So this is, the next question really is, yeah. who did do it then? Right? Because if there's all these people, even Germany, like you're talking about, doing this yeah. investigation, why? Right? Because it's still actually very important to figure out who did sabotage this. And it's possible that we may never know, although someone out there knows. Uh, but the theories on who did actually do it. Yeah. And so there is a very interesting video um, that sort of circulated around from Professor Jeffrey Sachs. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if we can put this on here or not and have this, this no, YouTube we'll get, video. No, we'll get flagged. Exactly. We'll get flagged. So, you guys so know this. Maybe we'll put that video. If you guys want to check us out on Locals, um, it's locals.com slash geopolitics. I think it's locals.com slash geopolitics. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully the editor will put the, the URL right here. So check us out. We'll, we'll put a link to that in, on our Locals page so that you guys can listen to it because he has some very compelling evidence for who he believes yeah. might have caused that situation. Mm. And it's very yeah. interesting and it is very compelling. Yeah, And I do sort of disagree with Professor Sachs regarding the country he named. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and again, I'm approaching it from, I'm not saying he's wrong. All I'm yeah. saying is I disagree. It's because with something like this, knowing the capabilities, the country he mentioned will not have that kind of, uh, shall we say, the training oh, I think, to I reach think that level. Probably, I think we could probably mention. Yeah, he, he mentioned said. Poland. Yeah. yeah, I don't well, see Poland doing he this. He primarily mentioned uh, the U.S. and Poland as the troops like left Poland. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, Poland I don't see. What yeah. I believe in, and this is again my personal opinion, yeah. is, the, uh, is the U.K., mm -hmm. Britain has a unit within its naval assets mm -hmm. that deals exactly with this because they are trained on, 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 on this kind of uh, uh, operations similar yeah. to what we do. And we do have this with the SEAL team. Uh, if you are familiar with how the SEAL team is structured, mm -hmm. usually we do have uh, uh, one specific unit within SEAL team that deals with demolitions for mm -hmm. under bridges and so forth. Because this one here was used either uh, submersive Yep. Submersive or, yep. uh, drones or a surface ship. Yeah. To me, it's more of a, a sub submersive drone mm. that was used. What, what's surprising about it is the amount of explosives. Well, that thing it's is a tough. C, the, C4, yeah. Yeah, the North Stream is tough. Yeah, it's yeah because the metal... Be, yeah. It's meant to not be destroyed. Very. So, so that's why I'm leaning more towards mm -hmm. the collaboration Absolutely. between the UK and the US. Usually, historically, we've conducted some similar yeah. settings like 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 this one when we get involved in something like that so this well, is why i'm leaning more towards i you know perhaps have some indication that direction as well yeah and in any circumstance like this you have to ask what is the motivation right so what would russia's motivation have been for doing this and it seems very low motivation, right? They don't have a ton of motivation to do this because it's their gas. They're selling it and yeah. they could have just turned it off. Who does have the motivation, though, to prevent Europe, to prevent the EU from having gas from Russia? From Russia, yeah. Right? Who specifically is interested in making sure that that doesn't happen? 
And so, you know, David, what is your uh, what is your take on on who is interested in that? Not well, usually for something like this, you have to go back to 2021 mm-hmm. as far as the U.S. involvement in selling gas to Europe. Mm. So. Uh, this one, and I did find uh, uh, I did find one specific uh, information regarding. It, it says yeah. here the U.S. is set to double its gas exports to the U.K. and their plans to clamp down on rising living costs by weaning Britain off Russian gas. Mm. Weaning them off, huh? <laughs> weaning them, yeah. Well, it turns out to be not just the U.K. It's yeah. the whole European Union. Yeah, and this is why. As you know, UK is not part of the EU, mm-hmm. but as far as the energy, they are all the. Yeah. Like I said again, and I don't want like to be the dead horse here. I did mention a couple times, and if you guys check out the previous videos, I did mention two or three weeks after the conflict started in Ukraine, that Europeans will not survive economically without yeah. the Russian gas for two main reasons: yep. proximity and cost. The, because the US is going to benefit energy right. companies in the US. They are going to benefit because selling gas to Europe are five, ten times higher than what they were paying. Absolutely. So So the next question that I feel is very relevant and very important is, you know, if the United States or if the UK has made these statements, right? Yeah. You know, what has been the impact on Europe of the Nord Stream sabotage? Because there has really been a substantial impact on Europe because of this. Well, the amount of gas, you know, Mm -hmm. remember, even with the conflict, which majority of people in the West do not know. And again, you fall back to that point of being brainwashed. Absolutely. Yeah, there's no other way of saying it. What they didn't realize is that despite the conflict... At the beginning, Russia was still sending gas to Europe. Yes. Yeah. Governments were saying otherwise. Mm -hmm. But in reality, the gas was because Russia was fulfilling its contractual obligations. Obligations, yeah. Yeah. So, and again, we're not here supporting uh, or or saying why Russia. No, no. We care less. Yeah. We care less. What we care about is facts. And And this is why this Nord Stream 2 now, the investigations is coming, this narrative now that's coming up is really to push against the false narrative that's been issued yes. from the beginning. Absolutely. That is the whole reason for it. I think the the maybe the final and most important thing that we're talking to talk about right now in terms of this is who is now in Europe still buying gas from Russia? Who is entering into what countries are entering into those contracts right now? Um, not not even just in Russia, but in general. So you know, the U.S. putting all these sanctions on and all of this happening, in a way, could could we say that it actually strengthened Russia's gas position because of the other countries that are using it? Well, actually, for Europe, uh, there are about 12 countries now that they are opposing this, uh, this uh, price cap. Yeah. Of course, they, they agreed on it. But even with that, mm-hmm. there is a conversation inside, internally, Absolutely. that this is not going to survive. This, this price cap, it's not going to survive. You got the 12, uh, yeah, con- yeah, yeah. The 12 countries yeah, yeah. that they are not agreeing to this yeah. because it's go- they're going to be hammered when it comes down to the budget as to how much money they're going to have to put for the energy sector vis-a-vis the other programs. Mm-hmm. Germany, just we take one example of Germany uh, being the heart of the European economy. Yes. German companies, uh, some of them will be shutting down mm-hmm. as we speak because... They couldn't afford now the cost for operations in addition to the energy costs. Yep. Despite what the government's saying that they're going to build them out. Yep. 
Where is that money going to come from? That's a great question. Yeah, yeah. Where is that money going to come from? Mm -hmm. So Europeans more and more are pushing uh, towards this idea of uh, uh, this not sustainable. Yeah. And this, this is why what you're going to hear from the mainstream media is that about this unity in Europe. Pay attention to the word unity. You're going to be hearing a lot. Oh, there is the European Union unity. Uh-huh. There is no unity. If you only realize the leaked information from the diplomats within the EU and tells you how fragmented the EU is. Yeah. It's because some of them are find some of those leaders in the EU finding themselves bowing to US pressures. Yeah. Others, like especially in the Eastern Bloc, are saying, heck no, because our survival, economically speaking, depends yeah. on Russian gas. Again, for the cost and proximity. Well, and a lot of the Eastern Bloc countries are sort of on a razor's edge anyway. Yes. They're always on a razor's edge. And, you know, like Poland, for example, has a large refugee population that has now joined the basically Poland. Yeah. And it's a small country. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's what we're bringing to the table is there's a reality to these situations. That is not being reported. That is not being reported, but it is very important because it's the regular people who are suffering. It's the Ukrainian people who are suffering. It's the it's the Europeans who are suffering. Yeah. And speaking of Poland, by the way, the refugees, Mm -hmm. you know how many? Four million. Four million. Yes. Yes. Four million. Poland is not in possession to handle that influx of refugees. Because here's the thing. If you are to think about it, why France is not absorbing that four million? Why Germany is not absorbing? Mm -hmm. Why the UK is not absorbing it? No. It kind of makes you just wonder. And this is where the tensions between Poland and the European Union, Mm -hmm. why Poland have has blocked the 18 billion euros in aid to Ukraine because they just cannot support that one. So there is one question we need to ask in terms of this idea of investigations, Mm -hmm. I would say, or the report. And the question is how some European countries will be worrying now about the submarine cables. Mm, That's interesting. Why am I saying this? I'm saying this because... When you look at, for example, in Ireland on the sea, under the sea, that's where the internet cables are all lined up. Russia has the capability of cutting those cables. Russia is not going to do it because that's going to become a very serious serious, problem. But just to highlight to you, which Mm -hmm. something, by the way, you are not going to hear anywhere else. Take my word for it. And I think Mm. that's a fantastic point, David, because the reality is that, you know, we did an episode on this, also a show on this about how very fragile the United States electricity infrastructure really is. The reality is that it's diplomacy Mm. or diplomacy that is keeping countries from taking others down. I mean, every country at this point really has the opportunity to wipe the other country out. And it's yeah. all about motivation. And I think that that should be more motivation than anything for us to actually come together. And I think most people really want that. Yeah, but well, Most people want peace. Yeah, absolutely correct. But given now the shift in the financial or the global financial market. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so Russia is in <laughs> possession like whatever. Yeah. Why? Like we mentioned earlier, because they are moving into the gold, mm-hmm. uh, using gold for oil. You know, Euro, you know who's going to be hurt the most? Is Europeans because they'll yeah. be cutting their own throat, shall yeah. we say? 
It's because all Russia is going to say, sure, we'll give you, but you have to pay for it in gold, not a U.S. dollar. And if they do that, you know, you know, see that map behind us there? Mm -hmm. The global south, all those countries in global south will be moving towards using the gold. Mm -hmm. So you can just put the two and two together and figure, hmm, what am I looking at in 2023? You're looking at the value of gold doubling, most likely. Well, we are not investment people. So no, I we're not. Put that in no, no, no. But, <laughs> but you can just see that it's going to be moving into that direction. So. Yeah. And most likely, most countries will move into that direction. Well, that's so. something that is already happening. And I think that's why we're talking about it is because um, there have been large stockpiles that have happened. But again, we do not, you know, we, we're not in a position no, no, of no, any no, kind of no. investment advice. No, so no, no, we're not. Definitely so. not. I don't do that. <laughs> no, so. we don't. Yeah. All right. Any, any final thoughts? No, on that's about it. Just the idea for you to keep in mind that what you read versus what it is mm -hmm. are two separate things. So. Absolutely. You, you, you may ask yourself why we haven't talked about this before. Well, it was for a reason, because there was no conclusive evidence at that time. Yep. And, and that's why we didn't want to just follow the crowd. I'm sure you've noticed a lot of videos on YouTube yeah. regarding... We, didn't want, we, we don't follow the crowd, by the way. Yep. We don't. Well, we knew something was fishy. Yeah. You know, when this story came up, we said, there's something not right about the way that this is being reported. And that's something that we want to give to you guys because it's important that you understand trends and patterns because there's so much going on that you may not always really understand what exactly it is that's going on underneath. But there always are trends and there always are patterns. And so for this, we yeah. did notice, we said the way that this is being reported, there's something not right about not it right. because the motivation doesn't make sense. Yeah. And if the motivation doesn't make sense, you always need to look further. Well, we hope you find this information very useful. And as always, prepare yourself for a changing global order. Till next time. Bye-bye.